Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 42 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Neil, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Neil Panetta earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Electrical Engineering and a minor in Math from the University of Illinois in 2013. He has had multiple internships in college and is currently an Energy Storage Engineer at Eon. Welcome to the show, Neil. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Hey, Jeff. Uh, thanks for having me. You know, I'm, I'm really glad to be talking on here and um, I'm glad to be sharing my experiences. I mean, I think uh, you, you, you pretty much got a good summary and maybe we could just dive in. Yep, Neil, so let's dive right in here. You had three different internships during college. How valuable were those internships in directing your career choices? I would say invaluable. I think that there were, um, you know, the, the, those the, the kind of internships that I, I was getting, um, they really tested the waters of what I did like and what I didn't like. The first internship I got was uh, more of a control engineer in, in an R&D position at a, at a diesel company where we were working on, you know, the controls for a hybrid engine. And and um, I found some things that I did like. Control systems were really nice. But I, I kind of made the decision early that, that research wasn't quite for me. So I went to, to go try other things. Um, in the meantime, in between the first and second internship, I had done a lot of traveling, studied abroad, um, did that sort of thing. And... And I found that as, as I traveled that uh, a lot of the world still had a lot of basic issues with access to energy, power system problems. It's hard to enter the first world if um, your manufacturing in your country can't you know, be at, a, at an adequate level because there are scheduled outages. So um, after that, I decided I wanted to try energy. So then I started working at, uh, at GE for, for uh, about a semester, did a co-op there. Um, and I learned more about project engineering there and a little bit less about uh, the technical stuff, which, you know, prompted me to say, well, maybe I could go work at the utility and I'd, I'd learn a lot there. And and I did. I, I learned a lot about distribution engineering when I was at the utility, but I wanted to be more focused on um, large scale projects. So I then uh, decided I wanted to go and work at a consulting firm that did design engineering and consulted to utilities around the country and, and even globally I had some some experiences consulting to some power systems that were that were international and um, now I currently work as an energy storage engineer um, at eon and I would say that uh, primarily our projects are, are lithium-ion based energy storage for the grid okay so Neil how difficult was it finding internships in college? You know, that, that first one, I think, was probably the hardest. It takes a lot of resiliency because it's this, uh, you know, chicken or egg problem where they want someone with experience, but you want an internship to gain experience. So uh, finding all sorts of ways to, uh, you know, market yourself through your activities in school and your interests, and it, it, was, it was pretty critical. I think I must have gone through... Uh, quite a bit of interviews that, that first go. But, but I think after the first one, people uh, kind of saw the experience and, and were able to you know translate it from field to field at that stage of my career. And in your first internship, when you got that first internship, were there certain things that that company was looking for on your resume? I think they were looking for not necessarily 
very, very high technical skills off the bat because I was, I, I believe, a freshman at the time, but more or less um, indication that I had the ability to solve problems that uh, were non-obvious. I think that that was probably things they were looking for. And, and it actually helped, I think, that the uh, the director of the department got his PhD uh, from, from my university, so he must have had some positive um experience uh you know from electrical engineers from from the university now now we're going to shift back to ian so you're an energy storage engineer and i believe you said you're working on lithium ion batteries could you delve into a little bit more detail in that there's been this uh revolution in the in the united states over the past uh, 20 or so years uh to bring renewables onto the grid and, um, you know, it's, it's been met with some um, skepticism. Uh, Europe has gone pretty hard into the renewables. And I think one of the things that, that would, that, that, that's really the key to, to full adoption uh, um, of renewables on the grid is, is the storage of energy because the sun doesn't always shine and, and it's not always windy. But um, having reliable large-scale energy storage that can take the energy and place it back on the grid can uh, make renewables a more viable solution in the in the long run. And so, what I do here in Eon is I'm, I'm more tied to the development stages of projects where we dream up these ideas in parts of the grid that we think uh, might be useful one way or the other, and um, we, we 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 either go to the ISOs and pitch them, we we uh, bid on. Um, projects that uh, people are asking for, or, or we incorporate them at, at the sites ourselves. But at a, at a very fundamental level, the, the energy storage projects are more or less um, to, to help facilitate uh, renewables on the grid. Okay, Neil, so somebody that's listening and is interested in renewable energy and working with supporting the grid, what type of classes would you recommend then gearing their, their curriculum towards in college? I think a lot of them are in electrical engineering, but it depends if you want to be at a project level and bringing projects to market like, like what I'm doing. I would say probably transmission line analysis or you, I think a lot of uh, you know universities offer a, a green energy course. Uh, those, those are really good courses. But then I would also say that if you have a heavy interest in the, in the batteries, pursuing a degree in material science engineering is is a great is a great idea i think to be an expert in in the batteries at that level though it, it's more than a bachelor's degree it's probably um a phd level research level to to be able to um to be a, a true expert at the battery chemistry okay so yeah i would mention material science and maybe even a, a chemical engineering degree may help if you're interested in the in the battery design yeah so Neil, what would a day look like for you? There are probably a couple different days that I have in in terms of like a project life cycle. There's a good chunk in the middle where, or in the beginning, I'm sorry, where we are um, dreaming up these projects, seeing what the implications are if we inject energy into the grid, even at a strategy level, looking at you know whether it's economical for us to pursue certain projects. And then there are, there are some days where it's a more, more uh, technical heavy base where, you know, we have some drawings that uh, we had uh, contracted out and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm reviewing them for, you know, construction. And then sometimes we have operation issues and, you know, I have to, I have to go and, and kind of work with operations to uh, take out, do outages and, and do maintenance in the, uh, for equipment in the field. So 
they, they position varies quite a lot. And I think that that's something I like is that a problem today and a task for today does not necessarily reflect tomorrow. So yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, it varies quite a bit. Yeah, and that's and that's STEM Nation. Most of these STEM careers, the every day is a little bit different, which is nice. And and Neil, did you require the professional stamp for what you do? So before I used to work here, I used to be a design engineer for utilities, and that job required the PE stamp. Um, now, if you work at the utility, I believe, or a generation company, a lot of that design goes um, just traditionally. Not speaking for you, just general, it goes uh, out out in contracted and so because of that the stamp is not necessarily needed but it's very highly encouraged in this field. Neil and what is one thing that really has you fired up about energy storage? The market for lithium ion is looking good in that I think people are starting to realize that you know we're going to need batteries and energy storage to make you know renewables more prevalent. The um, the EV sector of electric vehicles is really um, doing a lot of things to drive the cost of lithium-ion down, and it's going to be a very competitive market, and uh, I can only see good things for renewables moving forward. All right, Neil, and we are going to move to an aha moment. Could you take us to a moment in time of an incredible aha moment you've had at work or your personal life and tell us a story and how you turn that aha moment into success? I think I maybe alluded to this earlier, but I did some traveling in my in my college career, and I, I don't know, you know, for majority of the speakers, but I, I grew up in the Midwest, and um, I, you know, I didn't I didn't see a lot of the world early on in my life, and and when I started studying abroad and traveling, uh, you know, I ended up in, in a couple countries where I realized the infrastructure wasn't as 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 great as um, you know what we have in the United States, and that kind of clicked the aha moment in my head of. You know, I'm studying electrical engineering, and, and I, I, I'm interested in so many things, but what is it that I want to do? And, and in that moment, I, I, I think I knew that is I wanted to bring uh, clean energy to the grid around the world. All right. That's awesome, Neil. And we're going to transition now to getting through college, right? These, these STEM curriculums are challenging, and electrical engineering is one of the most difficult ones, in my opinion. Could you take us back to when you're heading off to college and some things that you wish you knew that would help STEMers be successful in college? Getting involved, and maybe that sounds really cliche, but it really is important because, like I said, uh, how else do you get the experience to get an internship, to uh, start a career off of if um, you, don't, you don't necessarily get involved? There, there are so many clubs that, that have uh, you know, a, a technical um, hint to them. Getting involved in the um, Engineers Without Borders is, is, is a good club. Or um, I know there's a lot of uh, racing clubs like the Solar Car Challenges and, and things like that. And, and from there, it's it's like a, a, a very easy access way to, to get to solve technical problems. And I, I think things like that are, are, are very valuable. All right. That's some good insight. And we all know that college is different than the real life. So Transitioning from college into your career today, what are some attributes you think you needed to develop or that you already had that allow you to be successful out in your career? Yeah, so I kind of I kind of heard um, this um, somewhere in the middle of college, and I think the first time I heard it, it puzzled me. Is the is the concept of fail fast, fail early, and so the concept isn't isn't necessarily to fail, but um, I think as engineers um, we can get into the habit of. Uh, thinking about a problem in all sorts of different ways, but never trying to, to truly attack it. So I think taking a step back sometimes and saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go 30% into it. And if it doesn't seem like it's the right way to do it, I'm going to go a different route, as opposed to trying to fully flesh out the solution to a problem 
um, from the back, I think, you know, all the way through. I think that's probably uh, a good habit to have is to, to try as opposed to um, thinking everything out. STEM Nation, you got to give it a try. Don't be afraid of failing. The only way you're going to learn is by failing, and don't be afraid of that. And we're going to take a quick pause to thank our sponsor, Audible, who's offering a free audiobook. You can head over to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com to get a free audiobook of your choosing. If you decide to cancel within 30 days, there's no cost, and you keep the audiobook. And, Neil, it is lightning round time. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Right as I graduated, my physics teacher told me, uh, and this is graduating high school, he said, um, there's no such thing as too much math. And I, I totally agree in that you, you, math is like this biggest leap of faith you can ask someone to have because the way it's taught in school is uh, go learn X, Y, Z things for 16 years and then hope it pays off into something applicable. But um, I mean, I can hear, I'm here to tell you that it does. So, um, you know, the more math you know, the more you can conceptualize the world in a way that it's sometimes hard to see you visually. And what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I would say routine. I think that it's, 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 it's one of those things where you make time for um, going to the gym, eating well, getting sleep. And, and it, it, it's so basic, but it's very easy to, to get tired and, and when you're tired and um, you don't have the energy to, to be as productive as, as you can be. And a favorite internet resource or phone app? Reddit is my favorite internet resource. Internet resource. There's a lot of really good subreddits out there that uh, have good info. Um, ask me anything. I mean, you know, I think it's it's a it's kind of an interesting concept, um, and it's I think it kind of relates to, to your podcast as well as like experts in fields and, and famous people. You can, you almost have direct access to ask them questions, and I think something like that is kind of cool. And Neil, if you had to pick one book, what would you recommend? Cosmos by Carl Sagan. I read that when I was 18, and it took me on a ride. I couldn't I couldn't put it down. Um, I think it's good to be uh, very curious, and that, and that book gives you a lot of a lot of things to be curious about. As we wrap up here, could you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation, and then we will say goodbye. Be curious and don't be afraid to fail. I think um, you don't know what it is you need to know um, later on, and I think being open to um, a lot of different topics and fields um, is very much uh, to your benefit. I, I mean, there was a time where I had to learn some thermodynamics to solve, uh, uh, you know, a heating problem, but it was ultimately uh, related to the electrical engineering problem, which was just kind of neat. So being able to stay open to um, all sorts of different uh, types of fields and, and, and being just curious will, will help you in the long run because you never know what, what kind of problems you have to solve. All right, Neil, thanks for that great insight and value. And with that, we will say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed our chat today with Neil. Head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And please share this podcast with a friend if you're getting value. Tune in next week where we talk with Jacob, who is a structural engineer. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.